That's no moon. Asteroid from Coruscant Way and World Drive. You're listening to the intersection of Star Wars, Disney Entertainment, and Parks and Resort Fun. I'm your host, Brian, and with me, as always, is my ghost host, Nancy. Hello. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all time. We're talking all about uh, a guide to the parks for folks who haven't been there before this month. Disney for noobs. Disney for noobs. All right. Uh, the Mouse Road is brought to you by you, Artashi Station Network Patreon subscribers. Head over to patreon.com slash Tashi Station. Get in at the $1 level and you can uh, ask questions interact with us and help provide content for the shows we do here on the network and if you have a disney trip coming up you can ask us more questions and we can help you plan your trip we 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 do vacation planning and all it takes is one dollar a month yes it's it's <laughs> such a steal it is a steal <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, let's talk about the Disney Star Wars things we've been up to lately. Yes, uh, let's do that. I mean, it's mostly been food and wine. It has. Uh, we went to food and wine. We ate food. It was yummy. Uh, the I I in the past I have been angry at Italy for getting rid of their chicken parmesan. Uh, but uh, this year they have a rigatoni dish, and I think that's become my favorite dish of the festival so it, far. It is a surprisingly hearty dish. Yeah, I mean it's expensive; it's seven dollars, but it's, it's like it's also I think the biggest plate you can get there. Yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty sizable portion, um, and but yeah, I think that's become one of my favorites, and I really like it. And of course, the passion fruit slush from France is always my favorite. Um, we saw Sheila E, uh, one of the concerts. We also saw Postmodern Box, which is always a good time. Uh, got rained on. That was an interesting concert. <laughs> um, uh, we also had some friends in town, uh, this last week and we hung out with them at Animal Kingdom and took them on their, uh, inaugural or inaugural flight of passage which is always fun to introduce new people to that ride um again uh here's a tip if you if you cannot get a fast pass for flight of passage go get in line at park close and the line goes really fast i think we took us 45 minutes to get through the line which might seem like a long time but considering you know, that the normal wait times during the day get up to over two hours. It's not long at all. No, it's... Uh, and it's continuously moving, which is good. Yeah, I mean, we were through... What, what did you say we were through? 45 minutes is when we got in the first pre-show. That's... Yeah, that's not bad at all. And it's a long line, so you are, like, constantly moving. It's not just like, oh, I have to stand here. 
um, which makes it seem like it goes faster. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, um, we were we were over at uh, Disney Springs on Wednesday. Yes, uh, went to one of our favorite places, Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar. Of course, uh, had dinner at Deluxe. Uh, if you're looking for a good burger at Disney Springs, that is a great burger. It is a very good burger, very big and very filling. Uh, we also hung out at the Boardwalk Resort last weekend um, and discovered that the Crew Cup Lounge, which is the lounge area bar adjacent to the Yachtsman, has food that you can order, and the food comes from the Yachtsman. So it's not the full menu, but they have – you can order the bread, which the Yachtsman bread is one of our – favorite things about that restaurant um and they have i think they had a burger they had a burger and they had the prime rib yeah you could order the prime rib and i i think in the future you and i may have to go and just split the prime rib yeah i mean and it's i mean it's it's expensive the prime rib was in the 30 dollar range i mean it was the same price as inside the yachtsman itself no wait it was cheaper yes in the yachtsman it's like Fifty dollar range. Hmm. Yeah, and the burger is made from the beef from the yachtsman, so it's like ground up and made into a burger. Um. So yeah, I think, and you don't need a reservation, <laughs> so it's cheaper, and you don't need a reservation. It's more casual. Yeah, we just walked in and sat down. It yeah. was great. So I think we'll probably be doing that soon i uh, yeah i concur <laughs> that that is a great dinner yes dinner plan yes all and right so yeah that's our time at disney lately we'll be going to disney next weekend because mm-hmm. it's brian's birthday it is my birthday and we're going to eat at a new to us restaurant um the san angel inn which is inside the Mexico Pavilion. It's the ride that it's the restaurant you go past when you're on the Grand Fiesta tour. Mm-hmm. We've never had it before. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it'll be nice. It'll be fun. Yeah. All right, hey, let's move into some Star Wars news, and we're going to start with uh, Kathleen Kennedy, president of Lucasfilm, gets a three-year contract extension. Which, no duh. Woohoo! I mean. You make $4 billion in three films. Of course you're getting a contract extension. I i am glad. I, I am as well. Yes. Uh, New York Comic Con is going on right now, and there are new Star Wars books and comics that got announced. Uh, comic On the comic front, there is a Darth Vader mini arc, a uh, five-issue uh, series that's being penned by Chuck Wendig. And on the book front is Alphabet Squadron by yeah. uh, Alexander Freed, who wrote the uh, Rogue... Rogue One novelization. Rogue One novelization. And Twilight Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm super excited for that book. Yeah, it's not coming out until June, which is I kind know. of a bummer. But um, I am very excited about it. Um, it's described as uh, rebel pilots hunting down Imperials, and it's confirmed that it was set after Return of the Jedi. Um, and also uh, in the tweet Jen Heddle sent out, she described them as former pilots. So I don't know if that means they were pilots during the war and now they're just like sort of with the New Republic elsewhere trying to build a government or if they have since retired and they're bringing them back together, like if they go back and re-recruit them. Also, uh, Tom 
from Delray, our friend Tom Holler, tweeted. Uh, now I have to find the tweet because it was it was very, uh, very humorous and is a oh yeah. So he he quote tweeted the Star Wars books official tweet and then said, "If you have a problem, if no one else can help, if you can, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire." The Alphabet Squadron. <laughs> so that kind of leads me to believe that they're going to be like, you know, already retired and just when I thought there was out, they dragged me back in. <laughs> we'll have more uh, wild mass guessing about this book on the next TSR. Yes, we will. We will have so much speculation about it. <laughs> uh, and finally, Lucasfilm releases the first image and the director list for The Mandalorian, which is uh, the name of John Favreau's uh, live action Star Wars series that is coming to the Disney Play streaming service. Yes. Um I so <laughs> so when John Favreau he posted something on Instagram about the um he basically tweeted the title and the little description about it. Um and our our um our reaction was sort of very uh meh. <laughs> <laughs> um we're cuz we're not like huge Mandalorian fans. Uh we never have been. Um but I did like the Mandalorian stuff from Star Wars Rebels. I think you did as well. We both really liked Sabine mm -hmm. and the stuff with her family. But um you know, the only thing that really got me excited about the series was that it was also set post return of the Jedi, which is like my favorite era because i love the idea of okay we won the war now to now what do we do um and but then the next day they posted uh something official more well john favreau's twitter is, or instagram is official but they posted something on starwars.com with a set photo of the titular mandalorian i am assuming which uh the costume uh people were very excited about <laughs> uh i i imagine the mando marks have already started uh, dissecting it and are very angry that you can only see from the knees up <laughs> need more reference pictures need more reference yes. pictures um but they also released the list of directors um and Dave Filoni is going to be directing the first episode, which is very cool for, you know, fans of Star Wars animation to get him to see him try live action. Um, I think it's I think it's a good thing to have him do live action in a television show first, because I know a lot of people have been like, oh, he should direct a movie. And I'm like, but does he want to direct a movie? Like, he's so good at TV. You know, why would you want to move him away from that? But so the, it seems like this is very much a proving ground because mm -hmm. uh, the additional episodic directors include Deborah Chow, Rick Famuyiwa, uh, um, Bryce Dallas Howard, and Taika Waititi. <laughs> and I saw that last name and flipped out. I want to believe this one is, hey, Taika, come, do, come on, let's do a TV episode. We'll show you this is fun. Then here's a movie. 
Take, I, take a movie. Yeah, because he said he doesn't really want to do like big budget movies, and they like they convince him to do Thor Ragnarok and say like you can do whatever you want. And he's supposedly been in talks with Marvel for some additional stuff. Yeah, so um, I am super excited. Um, there have been some reports out there about like what episodes they'll be directing, and it seems like uh, Dave Filoni and I think uh, Rick from Uua is are directing two episodes each i think deborah chow might be directing uh, two deborah chow i know has two and then um bryce ellis howard and taika watiti just doing one each and uh the the thing i saw said taika watiti was gonna probably be doing the last episode which is really cool also that it's only eight episodes that i like that a lot i i do too um i i i wonder if they are planning this being like a multiple season show or just a one and done season if this is a mini series i i really like that right and they are also working on several other live action shows um but we don't know anything of about those of who's doing it or what they'll be about I'm kind of hoping they're all set in the same era. Like, I know a lot of people won't like that because they have their preferred eras. But, like, and I say that not just because I like this time frame, but because I like the idea of them doing some sort of, like, something where there can be crossover and, yeah. like, building this specific shared part of the universe um like how marvel's netflix shows are um but you know we have we have we have no idea what the other ones are and um i am super excited for what's to come i don't know if i'm gonna like if the show's gonna be my jam but i at least know it's gonna be uh well made yeah absolutely. and can we also we have to talk about the fact that it's not all white dudes making a Star Wars show. No, there are there multiple women, a women of color, a uh, and um, multiple men of color who are yes. going to be uh, directing this, which is incredible. Yes, thank you. Actually, you know, John Favreau your and where Kevin, your mouth is. Yes, like that. You know, when they announced it, they said they were going to be getting like a diverse group of creators, and of course, my. BS meter goes off and goes, okay, do you actually mean diverse or do you mean like diverse in the types of movies that they make and yeah. TV shows that they make? Um, but they meant the former. And thank you. Yes. We appreciate that. Absolutely. Good stuff. Uh, and let's move to some Disney entertainment news. And we're going to start with something that's just Disney adjacent. <laughs> uh, published by Sony, but it is Marvel. Um, the new trailer for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse came out and I need to see this movie. Yeah. It looks really good. I haven't watched the trailer yet. You haven't? Oh, you need to watch the trailer. <laughs> it's so good. I'm, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> it, it looks to be a very metatextual film, which I very much am here for. So what are, what is the premise of it? So you know how in Marvel there are like multiple different universes and there are sort of different spider entities in each universe. This movie posits that they, that through some, I don't know, large hadron collider thingamo what's it, uh, those universes start crashing together and a bunch of different spider entities show up in the same place. 
That's kind of cool. It is. They yeah. should do that with the live action show. So the Star Wars live action show, so Korg can show up. <laughs> I just want Korg in Star Wars. <laughs> Give know. it to us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the trailer came out. It looks great. That movie's coming out in December, and that's, uh, that's high on my list of movies I need to see. I know. Uh, and on movies I'm not sure I need to see, <laughs> uh, there's apparently going to be a live-action Lilo and Stitch. Do we need to go over our thoughts on Disney live-action shows? Listen to our last episode, but uh, our questions are how and why. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I have no need for this movie to be done in live action. The animated film is perfect. Like, I I almost could understand the whole idea of doing a live action Cinderella because it's such an older movie. But like, the remakes of the movies that are from like the 90s and the 2000s, like, just, like, I don't get it. And it's like, and I don't want to say... Like, oh, don't ever do remakes or whatever, because we've also talked about that. How, like, remakes that bring something new or center, you know, minority groups or give, like, diverse actors and creators a chance to do something different with a story is important. And, you know, same with reboots. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't, no, it doesn't seem like they're doing something new with the story. And I guess, you know, the, 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 the one good thing about Lilo and Stitch is that it gives them a chance to uh, hire uh, Hawaiian and Pacific American or Pacific uh, Islander. Yes, thank you. I could not think of that word. <laughs> a- actors. And which would, yeah, that, would be that, good. That's always a good thing, but hire Lin-Manuel Miranda to do that. Actually do that and I'm in. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Like, I I don't know, but yeah, we'll we'll see. Yeah, uh, celebrities have been announced for Mickey's ninetieth birthday spectacular. When exactly is Mickey's ninetieth birthday? That is going to be on Brian? ABC Sunday, November fourth at eight p.m. Eastern. Oh, it's a show. I thought it was in the parks. Okay. Yeah, it, this is a TV special. Oh. Uh, among the actors set to take part in the celebration are Kristen Bell, Sophia Carson, uh, Tony Hale, Tony Hale. Is that Veep and Arrested Development? Is that Buster? Um, Buster? Oh God! Why? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Sarah Hyland um, and Bob Eager will also be on hand to pay tribute to Mickey during the special. Of course. When is Mickey's actual birthday? I I have I'm no Googling idea. Googling that now. When is Mickey's birthday? Oh, hey! If you're in the November eighteenth. Ar- if you're in the area today, it's being taped right now. Oh, it is. Yes. It's oh. being taped uh, yeah, right at this moment. Okay, okay. Or, sorry, not here in Disney World, but uh, at the Shrine Auditorium in Los Angeles. Okay, so it's d- November 18th. What day of the week is that? Let's look at the calendar. It is... It's a, We should go. It's a Sunday. Let's go to the park. Yes. Let's go. Yes. Magic Kingdom. Although I have to see if that is the... Um, if that's right around the world weekend weekend for Nano. <laughs> oh. Right. Yep. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's happening. Oh, Josh Groban is also going to be there. Of course. Megan Trainer. Okay. Leslie Odom Jr. Oh, okay. And uh, the Zach Brown Band oh, okay. will be on hand to perform the Bare Necessities. Oh, so yeah, okay. this appears to be uh, one of Disney's classic uh, televised specials. 
celebrities doing schmaltzy bits, musical acts. <laughs> it's our jam. It it is our jam. <laughs> um you know, we were originally going to talk about the weird Disney specials and things we grew up with on this show. Oh, we were, right? We'll punt that the next we month. We didn't do that. Oh. We'll... And we and we had been watching things. We had been. We should have talked about that. We're obviously very organized on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we did watch a couple of those classic specials. Uh, the opening of Epcot with yeah. Danny Kaye. Yeah. And apparently Danny Kaye was a total a-hole. Really? The whole time. Oh. I'm which adding, is a bummer. I, I'm starting notes for the next mouse <laughs> right now, and I'm going to add. Excellent. Uh, and uh, MGM Studios yeah. uh, was hosted by John Ritter and... Boy, there were some interesting guests on that one. Yeah. 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 We'll talk about that more next month. Yes. Uh, yes. And the first official trailer for Mary Poppins Returns uh, released, mm -hmm. and that movie's going to wreck me. Yeah. It's going to destroy me, and I'm going to make you watch the first one. Okay. Before can, this comes out. We can talk about that on the show. Yes, we can. <laughs> we can. Uh, and finally, Bob Eager discusses a slowdown of Star Wars films. Uh, we talked about this more on TSR, but essentially he said that um, there may have been too much too fast, and uh, they're probably going to dial back a little bit. I don't know if that means uh, we're not going to have a Star Wars film every year, or if that he just means we're not going to put one five months after the last movie yeah. again. I I have a feeling it's more of the latter, latter than the former. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, they. We still don't know what the next movie after Episode Nine is, and I mean Episode Nine comes out in, um, 2019, mm -hmm. so over a year to go. But I'm trying to look now. When was Rogue One announced? Rogue One was announced. I can't remember. Uh. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Oh. Um, March, so March 12th, 2015 was when they announced, uh, Rogue One, uh, was going to be the first standalone film and Ryan Johnson was going to write and direct Star Wars Episode 8. Okay. Which Episode 8 was supposed to be in May. <laughs> Just keep it in December. Yeah. So yeah, Rogue One was announced in March twelfth. So, so a year and change before the movie actually came out. Mm -hmm. So if they're aiming for another movie to come out in December twenty twenty, we still got time for them got, to announce. Yeah. So it could be a celebration announcement. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Keep your keep your eyes out for that. What it, what it's going to be interesting is it is it going to be one of the Ryan Johnson movies or one of the Benioff and Weiss movies have, or something completely I different? I have a feeling it's going to be a Benioff and Weiss movie because the way they talk about Benioff and Weiss, it sounds like they are further along in production yeah. than Ryan Johnson. Bob is. Iger mentioned them specifically in the interview. Yeah. So yeah, if I were betting, I'm gonna I think that's the story. Uh, and let's do some Disney parks and resort news. Uh, in that same interview, uh, Bob Ear discusses the sale of alcohol at Disneyland. It's coming. <laughs> it's going to well, be at Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. So 
you know, people were very upset about this because Walt had always said no alcohol at Disneyland. Um, and that is why there's also no alcohol in Magic Kingdom. But at, but uh, alcohol is sold in Magic Kingdom at certain restaurants. Uh, Skipper Canteen, uh, be our guest, I believe. Yeah. And I think it started selling at another place there. Yeah, but it's very limited. You can only get it when you go to eat at those restaurants. Mm-hmm. And you can only drink it in those restaurants. So Disneyland, it's going to be the same thing with Galaxy's Edge. If you go to the Star Wars Cantina, you can order a drink and you can drink it there. And that's that's it. Like, I don't think this is going to open the floodgates for having bars on Main Street, you know? Because, uh, I mean, if you go to any of the other Disney parks in Florida, they have bars, you know, around the park. And they sell alcohol at all of the quick service restaurants and everything. But at Magic Kingdom, they don't. So I think it's going to be just like that. You can only get it there and you can't take it elsewhere. And I mean, if you didn't think they were not going to sell alcohol at a Star Wars cantina, yeah, you were deluding yourselves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's a license to print money. And also it's, you know, why have a cantina if you can't? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I don't drink very often, but, you know, yeah. Okay, uh, Hondo is coming to Galaxy's Edge. We have some details. Uh, yeah. We knew that Hondo was going to be there, but I don't think we knew about his involvement in the ride. Yeah, so Hondo Anaka is apparently a key figure in the Falcon ride that is going to be at Galaxy's Edge. I bet Han Solo does not like Hondo having anything to do with the Falcon. <laughs> I, I would have to concur with that. <laughs> Um, but we've also got some details of the ride itself. Uh, there are going to be six control stations, uh, per ride vehicle. Uh, it, there's a giant 360 degree, um, screen and, uh, the sort of pod you're in will be able to rotate 360 degrees through it. That is crazy. This sounds like a crazy mashup of the Flight of Passage tech and the Mission Space tech, and I cannot wait to see how it works. And what is crazy, everything about this ride it already sounds just unimaginably cool. This isn't even supposed to be the marquee ride at Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. If this ride is th- already looks this cool, what is the marquee ride going to be? Yeah. Um... Did have they confirmed when exactly this is going to take place? I don't think they have. I'm wondering if it's during the is sometime pre the Force Awakens. Well, did you see um I think it was our friend Jay tweeted a picture of the map that's in those flight of the falcon books that shows like the falcon's journey and after crate it goes to batu so could this be between eight and nine then that's what wow that's what he was wondering if or if that you know was just afterward maybe like Batu becomes a key place in episode nine. Huh. Like that would be. I, I mean, that's some brand synergy right there. It, it would 
be. I mean, everything we know about Batu right now, it sounds like it'd be an excellent place yeah. to have a film meander through for a bit. Yeah. So obviously, they will not be filming this in the parks, right? But like, if if that if that really is the case, like, and episode nine comes out in December twenty nineteen, and the park opens like right before that, like that's. I'm I'm gonna have to raise my opinion of the synergy going on in Star Wars. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's actually gonna happen or if it was just you know put in to sort of like sow the seeds of Galaxy's Edge. But huh. it's something interesting to think about. Indeed. Um. Yeah. I'm. I am super excited about that. But uh, let's see. I had a link here where Slash Film had reported some. Uh, some rumors of this, just trying to find it now. So, okay, so according to Slash Film, and again, these are just rumors, uh, there are multiple mission scenarios uh-huh. uh, that the Falcon Ride um, will provide. Uh, a s- mission scenario one, Hondo gets you involved in a race on Karelia that he's sure you can't lose the Falcon on. Oh my god. Uh, scenario two, he sends you to a First Order shipyard on Karelia, possibly on a mission for the Resistance. Scenario three, your crew has to steal some cargo, but the cargo is guarded by a giant monster similar to the Maw from Solo. Uh, so are these, like, rumors or official things? Rumors. Okay. Um, yeah, this is a slash film okay. report, uh, reporting it. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I have no idea how likely that is, but I can, I mean, the specifics of those rumors, but I can totally see them doing multiple mission modules just to up the uh, replay factor, especially because it, if they're using uh, this 360 projector tech, they can map all sorts of stuff on there, which means this ride is infinitely upgradable. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited, and again, this isn't even the marquee ride. I know. Do we want to talk about some rumors of I've the I've only seen some vague rumors. Okay. Uh, I mean, we have definitely seen the ride vehicle, um, but I've heard, ru- I've heard rumored that potentially you actually get out of the ride vehicle and advance on foot at some point in the ride. That's crazy. Yeah, if that one happens, holy cow. That would be like a like a weird pre-show type thing. Yeah. Like I if they managed if that exists and they managed to pull it off, yeah. that is the ultimate immersive ride. Well, and like that's one of the things we when we talk about um uh flight of passage, like the first two the first two things are pre-shows. But they they make it very immersive, mm-hmm. you know, and because it's like part of your instructions for like going on the you know linking up to the avatar and everything like that it it doesn't feel like oh okay we're waiting for the ride to start when you go in that first room it feels like the ride has started so that would be interesting if they can pull that off with the first order ride where it's like. It's actually the pre-show, but it's not a pre-show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, very cool. Yeah. Um, moving on, Stitch's Great Escape. Uh, there were some rumblings it might come back. Uh, now it's being reported it will definitely not, and is currently being dismantled. That okay? Are they uh, still doing a Stitch meet and greet? I think they're still doing a Stitch meet and greet. I do wonder if they're going to do make make something new in there. Um. 
I mean, it's a decent amount of space. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's. It's a. It's a really big area. Um, they have the laugh floor, so they have like a show type thing. They have a buzz, which is a ride. Mm-hmm. They have Space Mountain, obviously a ride. Um, I feel like they could do like. I mean, Stitch never had a long line. They could probably do a high capacity sort of show attraction thing. Yeah, that would really help with lines. And I Magic wonder if Kingdom. they might. I wonder if it might give way to some kind of permanent Incredibles presence there. It, it would. It would fit. Well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Tomorrowland's retro retro look at the future. Yeah, it, w- it would work. Yeah. Um. But I, I can't imagine they're going to let that space just sit. I hope. I mean, it's. It, I mean, they, they also have the um, Carousel of Progress, which is another like show type thing. So mm-hmm. I mean, it could be like sort of a ride slash show, like the same idea as Stitch, but different. yeah. I mean, the well, what was it before? Um, <sighs> Extraterrestrial. Extra I couldn't remember the name. Um, but they essentially just skinned a Stitch experience yeah. on top and of before that. that it was wasn't it like mission of mars or something like yeah, that yeah yeah i mean i that was gone i long had never my been first on that visit. but the yeah the alien encounter uh no i no i mean my dad swore up and down that was at universal because no. there was no way they'd put something like that at disney but nope it was at disney it was terrifying terrifying <laughs> uh the candlelight processional narrators have been announced uh, let's see. We've got the full list here. Uh, Cheetah Rivera, Helen Hunt, uh, who has not been here before, Alfonso yeah. Ribeiro, Neil Patrick Harris, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Bart Millard, no idea, <laughs> Blair Underwood, Gary Sinise, Pat Sajak, um, oh, I always mispronounce her name, uh, voice actor, or voice actress for, um, Moana. Uh, Ali Cravalo. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, she'll be here December 21st through Aww. 23rd. Edward James Olmos, Jody Benson, and Cal Ripken Jr. Cal? Really? Yep. Cal Why? Ripken Jr. Why? Why not? Okay. Oh. B- oh! Bart Miller is the guy who sang, uh, as the, he's the lead singer of Mercy Me. I can, the only, I can only imagine, dude. Ah. <laughs> dude dude what from that commercial that kept playing on tv that looked like a terrible movie that i never wanted to well, see Well, that's not the i mean that was you know i know the, the, the actor but yeah. yes it's that that guy yeah okay that guy mm-hmm. um i would i mean if we can go i'd love to see if oh ollie Carvalho. Uh, yeah i'd love to go i'd love to carve out some time and do that we i mean we'll we'll, we'll be, be back here. also jody benson oh she's so she's just part of your world. Yes. <laughs> uh, finally, Rivers, the Rivers of Light show at Animal Kingdom is cutting all of their actors. That's sad. It is. Like, they're a great part of the performance. Yeah, I, I don't... The boats will apparently still be there, but no actors will be there. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird, because they, they, like, they dance, and they also do, like... Um, Pre-show entertainment? Yeah, and they do, like, um, like kind of shadow... Mm-hmm. puppet sort of thing um when they're you know not in when you can't see them so yeah it's i don't i don't like that i don't like it either come on disney come on <laughs> all right hey let's venture into our discussion topic disney for noobs yes disney for noobs it's very hard for us to talk about disney for noobs because 
we are not noobs and we are so ingrained in Disney that, you know, it's we we start talking at a certain level and we need to go down a level. Mm-hmm. For, so um, we this was a question from uh, uh, my, our fr- my friend Nancy. Um, who's on Twitter at uh, Decibel... Oh, I can't remember her full name, but she's Nancy K on Twitter. And she had asked us a while ago, and she said she was... They were planning a Disney trip, and if she had come with her um, her in-laws, if they had not like had a timeshare or something, she would have been totally lost as far as what to... Ex, you know what to expect um to the part where like didn't even realize it was more than one park yeah uh so let's start right from the basics okay so real high level the walt disney world resort is split into four main what we call gates mm-hmm. um these are four distinct parks uh that you ticket into yes and you can buy tickets that are good for one park per day you can also add a park hopper op- park hopper option where you can go in between parks on various days mm-hmm. um there are are also two water parks and um the myriad of hotels at the resort mm-hmm. um if you are if you are a person who goes to disneyland often or you know more familiar with that area most people are surprised at how big the walt disney world resort like, is there is a lot of space in between each gate right so you it's not like disneyland and california adventure where you walk back and forth or even like the universal studios um parks here in orlando where you walk back and forth you need to get on a bus or a boat, or soon to be a gondola, or a lift, or whatever, and drive between the parks. Um, also, the the uh, the resort is about half an hour from the Orlando International Airport, mm-hmm. so um, you can get an Uber or Lyft, um, taxi, rent a car. Most people who are coming just for Disney World will use and staying on the resort property can use the magical express which is free um and will get you to the um to your hotel um downfall with that is that you don't have a car so you can't um drive to other theme parks like universal and no disney resorts do not have shuttles that will take you to other theme parks no they do not <laughs> if you stay off property they might have those sorts of shuttles to go to various parks. But um, if you're staying on Disney property, they want you to stay in Disney property. Correct. Um, so what are the four main gates, Brian? Four main gates are the Magic Kingdom, which is the marquee uh, gate yes. of the Walt Disney World Resort. And I believe still the most trafficked theme park in the world. Yes, it is. Uh, that is the Disneyland analog out here yes uh there is epcot the experimental prototype community of tomorrow which is now just called epcot yes they cut out the acronym or the initialism entirely they also cut out the center Uh it used to be called epcot center now Mm -hmm. it's just epcot (laughs) Uh, that contains future world and the world showcase uh it's marquee event every year is the international food and wine festival 
Yes. Uh, there is Hollywood Studios, formerly MGM Studios, mm-hmm. uh, which is about half closed right now. This will be the home of Galaxy's Edge. Yes. And finally, the newest uh, park is Disney's Animal Kingdom. Not very new. It's 20 years old this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and obviously, the newest area there is Pandora, home mm-hmm. of Flight of Passage, our favorite ride on property right now. Correct. And so those are four main gates. Uh, there are two water parks you can also get, buy tickets for. There's Blizzard Beach and there is Typhoon Lagoon. And they have an option for your tickets. If you buy like multi-day tickets, you can add on the water. So the way the tickets work is you can buy multi-day tickets. The more tickets you buy. The more more days you buy, the cheaper your per day is. Yes. So not the cheaper the ticket is, but, you know, if you buy seven days versus three days, you're paying a lot less per day. And going from like seven to 10 days is it winds up only being like an additional 15 to 20 dollars a person to add three days on top of seven right because they want you to stay and they want you to spend money they have it down to a science they do um so you can buy just the base ticket uh multi-day ticket um you can add on the park hopper which i think is like 30 dollars per person per day Mm -hmm. for park hopper option um it's a lot especially if you're going with a lot of people but i I think park hopping is the way to get the most out of your day. I mean, Um, especially if you're doing something like going to studios right now, because studios is unfortunately with all the construction, really only a half day park. Yeah. And there's a lot of, I mean, some, some of the parks will close early and some of the parks will, will stay open late, like Magic Kingdom. And you get an option to sort of like plan where you want to eat and go to different parks. And I, I think it makes it less stressful to park hop because you're not trying to cram everything into one day mm-hmm. at that park. Um, so, um, and you can also add on the water. I think it's water parks and more option where you can add on the water parks. And um, the the water is heated in the water park. So if you come in December and it's, you know, really hot, you, you won't be in, you know, 60 degree water. <laughs> they, they heat the water. So people from up north, cold climates, definitely go to the water parks in the winter. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, you know, there are a lot of different special events that go on during the year. We've talked about them uh on different shows but um if you come at christmas time they've got stuff in all the different parks and christmas will usually run from middle of november beginning of november to the first week of january um i think they start lighting the castle like mid-november yeah like somewhere around the 15th and then they have epcot the candlelight processional they have holidays around the world um uh, hollywood studios has special um evening projection projection shows shows. um and um just every every place is decorated it's 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 lovely um we should actually check out Animal Kingdom around the yeah. holidays this year. Yeah, uh, Halloween is also a big, a big um, time of the year for decorations. Um, spring, they have the Flower and Garden Festival at Epcot, which is really nice. Um, um, so, as far as like 
planning your days at the park. Um, we we did some tips a few months ago for surviving summer in the parks. Um, but if you're trying to plan like what you want to do um, and you really have no idea sort of what what there are, what, what there is to do at the different parks. Um, so obviously there's rides, mm-hmm. there's shows and attractions. Um, Magic Kingdom right now has the Festival Fantasy Parade, which is daily during the day it's there three o'clock every day i yeah they they the, the time varies but it's afternoon um and it's their you know their main parade they also have a happily ever after which is their main fireworks show every night and once upon a time which is the projection show every night um so if you are a new if you're a noob your first time at disney Celebrating your first visit, you know, I would recommend trying to see each of the shows mm-hmm. and parades at least once. I think right now they only have the Festival of Fantasy Parade, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, and also the Move It, Shake It Parade, which is multiple times per day at Magic Kingdom. Epcot, there is uh, Illuminations every night. Um, Until... Next August. Next August. So yes, if you are new to Disney and you have never seen Illuminations, go see it because it's not going it's, to be here much longer. Did we mention that in the news? We didn't. Illuminations is closing. <laughs> I am very sad about it. I'm not. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, Illuminations. Reflections of Earth is being replaced. Uh, August will be the era. Next August will be the end of the show, which means uh, we have to go see the holiday tag this year a bunch of times. Yes. So, um, so, um, <coughs> sorry, I'm coughing. Um, so, uh, Hollywood Studios right now has two Star Wars shows that are performed during the day in front of Grumman's Chinese Theater. I think it might be seasonal, but there's like stories from a galaxy far, far away, and then the First Order, March of the First Order. So you can check the times to see when those are. There is also the Galactic Spectacular every night, which is the Star Wars projection show, and Fantasmic, which is the marquee show at Hollywood Studios um, in the uh, in the Hollywood Hills Amphitheater. Is that what it's is that what it's called? Yes. Um, so those are the the main shows there. And Animal Kingdom right now is Rivers of Light, which is a daily nighttime show. I think they have it several times, usually, uh, like twice. Most of the year they run it twice, and uh, then, twice a day or twice an evening. And then, um, uh, and then they have also the projection show on the Tree of Life. Mm-hmm. All of which are worth seeing. Yes, definitely. Um, and um, I think that's all for the major, like, daily entertainment shows. Um, one thing you want to do, so whether you're staying on property or not, you want to go to Dis- the Disney website, the Walt Disney World website, and make a My Disney Experience account. Mm-hmm. You will use this to manage your fast passes, yes. your dining reservations. And even if you are not staying on property, you can make fast passes 30 days in advance. Um, you can make up to three in advance 
And then you can, once you use those three fast passes, you can make more during the day. Mm-hmm. So you'll want to make them early. And then once you're done with those, you can make new ones. Yeah. So three fast passes, and then you get one rolling fast pass for the rest, uh, a rolling fast pass slot for the rest of the day. Make a fast pass. You can make another one, then make another one, then make another one, but you have to burn through those initial three first. And you can do that either there are kiosks throughout the park. You know, we should sit, talk about what fast passes are. We, we should. But you can do them throughout the park, or you can use the My Disney Experience app, which is very helpful to have on your phone. It has all of the, the, the times for all of those shows we just mentioned. It has park hours. And um, so you can look up what the rides are, what the shows are, and the wait times. So fast passes, Brian. Fast pass. Fast passes. Fast passes. So uh, for many rides and e-ticket events um, at uh, the parks, uh, they have a system in which one uh, there is a distinct line queue that only allows a set number of people per hour through, mm-hmm. which means uh, you're guaranteed to get through the line pretty quickly. That's the fast pass system. So you can select things you want to have fast passes for during the day. So I want a fast pass to Space Mountain. That means I get to bypass the usual 90-minute wait time and be on the ride within 15 minutes instead. But uh, you've got to be you got to be on your game. If you're a resort guest, you get to make fast passes 60 days before uh, or 60 days in advance. So definitely take advantage of that. Yes. Um, what else do we want to talk about for noobs? Oh, dining reservations. So you can make dining reservations for table service restaurants up to 180 days in advance. Most people don't know what they want to do that long in advance. Um, so don't worry. You don't have to do everything that long, that had. However, there are certain restaurants that will book up very fast, and those are Be Our Guests, Cinderella's Royal Table. Um, I can't think of really anything that would... It's if rude. you have big parties, I would say try to do it as far in advance as popular as possible. But those are the really the ones that book up super fast yeah yeah um but uh, there are a lot of great dining options at disney uh you may you may only think of the disney resorts as a place to do rides and see shows Mm -hmm. the disney resorts also feature some incredible dining options yeah um do we want to talk about the different types of restaurants throughout the resorts yes so you have your quick service and that's basically you go up to the counter, you order, you get your food on a tray, and you go sit down and eat it. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you have table service. Where you sit down at a table, someone comes and serves you. And uh, qu- the quick service menus are pretty much just all clustered around the same prices everywhere you go. Yeah. Uh, multiple options, same price range. Table service is where the price is going to vary. Uh, you can... Uh, you can go anywhere from fifteen twenty dollars a plate, and you can also book a reservation where you'll be spending fifty bucks, fifty up, uh, fifty and up. Right. Um. So there's also character dining, mm-hmm. which is usually at table service type restaurants where you go in and characters come and visit your table. 
Um, this happens a lot in the resort hotels. Yes. And also throughout the park. Yeah. But um, you you can filter, like if you search for restaurants on the either the website or the app, you can filter for character dining. Um, these are good options if you want to see a lot of characters and don't want to have to wait in line for a bunch of character meet and greets. Um, and you... Um, the the character dinings are both table service as in you sit down and you are served um your food or buffet a lot of them are buffets where you go up and you just get whatever y- you want mm-hmm. um so lots of different types of options of course there's snack carts all over the park with lots of different types of snacks and there are some there are some world famous snacks on the snack carts. Uh, Dole Whip is probably the most famous at Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, it is pineapple flavored ice cream that people go crazy over. Um, and of course, there is the world famous Mickey Bar. Yes, the Mickey Bar, which is just vanilla a vanilla ice cream pop uh, in a dark chocolate coating. My father's personal favorite thing in the universe. Um, if you like popcorn, you can get popcorn at any, at lots of the snack carts, just like a, a, a regular scoop of popcorn. There's also the popcorn bucket, which is $10 currently, um, and refills are $2 per refill. And you can use that for your entire length of stay. So it is very, very worthwhile to get that if you are like me and you like popcorn. Mm-hmm. And you can carry it around all day and it's great. Um, also, at, if you stay at the hotels, they have uh, resort mugs that you can get refilled at um, in the hotel um, with soft drinks. Um, I mentioned character meals. So character meet and greets are a big thing throughout the park. Um, You can find a list of those on the app, on the website. You can see when specifically the characters are meeting. Um, You basically get in line and wait. They'll have a photo pass photographer there to take your picture. You can also take with your own camera. Um, The... Uh, There are characters that are very popular. Um... Anna and Elsa have been very popular in the past, but I think their wait times have diminished. <laughs> Turned into something manageable. Yeah. So um, definitely look at those. Um, not every character meets at every park. So you'll want to, if your kids have a favorite or you have a favorite, definitely look at that. And like I said, the character meals are a good place to knock out a bunch of them if that's your thing. Mm-hmm. I mentioned photopass photographers. What are those, Brian? Photopass photographers. So uh, at certain scenic spots uh, strategically placed throughout throughout the parks, you can get your picture taken with something cool in the background. So like uh, the castle in the background or Grumman's Theater in the background. Yes. Um, And uh, sometimes they have props that you can use. (laughs) Yes. Uh, The photopass photographers are Disney's official photographers. Uh, who will take pictures, and then you can buy a copy later, um, or buy a digital version of it. There are, um, so there's Memory Maker is one of the things that basically you, you purchase, I think it's, I can't remember what the other one is called, but there are several different options you can purchase, um, where you get 
basically all the downloads for all of the pictures um, that you take throughout the park. Um, If you get an annual pass, we talked about this last week, that's one of the perks is unlimited downloads of your PhotoPass pictures. We definitely take a lot of advantage of that. Um, Yes. Photopass pictures are also taken on certain rides. Yes. Yeah. So, so you when get you're going down rides. Splash Mountain, mm-hmm. uh, you get a PhotoPass yeah. picture. Yeah. And if you have a My Disney Experience account, you can tap your uh, card, your ticket card, or your magic band, um, and that is automatically added to your account. So you can like download it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, should we talk about magic bands? Magic bands. So. You have a couple ways to ticket yourself into the park. One is um, uh, if you're just visiting, what you'll probably get is a uh, little plastic card. looks like a credit card. It's got an RFID chip in it. You press it against the tap style and it lets you in. That's also how you uh, show that you have a fast pass for something. Yeah. Uh, you can also get what are called magic bands. These are uh, – they're kind of like watches and they have an RFID chip on the um, – on the top of it, right. which uh, can also act as your pass to the park. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you get them for free if you stay on, on resort property. You can also purchase them um, if you are staying off property. Yeah, they are collectibles. Um, yeah. They have mm-hmm. like collectible versions or just plain color versions. Mm-hmm. So like we have just the ones we get as annual pass holders, but... I you have you've bought like a special magic band in the past, um, so you so can, yeah you can like a magic band that's got the haunted mansion right uh, print on or it or your Star favorite War. character yes, um, so uh, we mentioned earlier that you have to take transportation in between the parks. Let's break down the transportation. Okay, so. Uh, the primary transportation mode between parks are going to be the buses. Disney has a bus system that will connect from park to park and park to resort, resort to park, resort to resort. Yeah. Um, other options are between Magic Kingdom and Epcot, there is the monorail. Yes. Uh, between um, Mag- or between Epcot and Hollywood Studios, there are the friendship boats yeah. and soon-to-be gondolas. Yes. Um. Animal Kingdom, you're pretty much stuck taking a bus. Yes. Uh, there are also some more direct options. You can pay for a uh, Uber, Lyft, Uber, Lyft, or the Disney branded rideshare minivans. Yeah, minivans. Get it? Get it? Minivans. <laughs> um, um, or you can just drive yourself yeah. if you're staying off property uh, or whatever. Uh, when you buy parking for the day, that parking is good at all four parks. Yes. So that's uh, all day. good for park hopping. Um, and uh, also important to know is if you're going to Magic Kingdom, you're not parking at Magic Kingdom and just walking in. You have to park at the Ticket and Transportation Center and then either take the monorail or the ferry boat to Magic Kingdom, um, which is super fun when you're leaving the park at night. Yeah. Yeah. That's another story. (laughs) Yes. Um, So that's pretty much how you get around. Um, What else? Oh, we didn't talk about Disney Springs. Disney Springs. Yeah. So if uh, a lot, what a lot of people do is their first day in, like they're getting in, getting in midday on a flight. So you don't want to burn one of your park days 
when you're only there for half a day. What a lot of people do is they will go to Disney Springs. Disney Springs is a free shopping and dining uh, sort of outdoor mall mm-hmm. uh, on Disney property. Uh, there are all sorts of great stores. Uh, the biggest Disney store in the world is, is here at Walt Disney World. Um, and all sorts of great restaurants yeah. and bars uh, that uh, you can hang out at. Yes. Um, so it's a it's a great place to hang out. A um, lot of good restaurants. And um, they also have a movie theater, the AMC Theater. So if you um, just want to kind of chill and go see a movie, you can do that. Um, there's also the Cirque du Soleil, which I believe is closed right now, but they are coming uh, out with a new show. It is coming back, yeah, with a new show. That's Disney-themed, mm-hmm. which I am excited about, and I kind of want to go see that. I think we get a discount as that on that as pass holders. Hmm. We might uh, have to look into that. Also at Disney Springs is the Secrets of the Empire. Uh, a virtual boy, reality experience. And the Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique uh, for children to get made over into princesses or knights um and any other entertainment that we're missing there they they have a lot of just outdoor street entertainment yes um oh the 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 characters in flight balloon which we Uh, have never done and will never do nope 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 um, but really, the big takeaway here is that Disney Springs is a great place to go. Yeah. Uh, especially on your first day. And there's a lot of really good restaurants there. Like both I mean, sit down and quick good. service. So like, and Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar, which we love, the Indiana Jones themed bar. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, price range all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get a great burger for about seven bucks. Uh, over at Deluxe, uh, yeah. there's great wood fired pizza. At Blaze. At, uh, Blaze. Um, There's Rainforest Cafe and T-Rex Cafe for, you know, families. Kids love those restaurants. Um, there's a lot of, I mean, there's basically every type of food you can yeah, if, eat Yeah, if you want it, you can Chiardelli. probably find it there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's also the Boardwalk area, which is less known um, because there's really no place to park there. It is um, so. There is a hotel called the Boardwalk Inn, and there is a actual like boardwalk area um, around that hotel that has different restaurants, some shops um, that you can stroll along, and it's themed like in Atlantic City from the 1920s. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other side of the lake, there is the Yacht and Beach Club Resorts. Um, also in that area is the Swan and Dolphin Resorts. Um, if you're staying in the Boardwalk area, you can walk to Hollywood Studios, and you can also walk into Epcot. Epcot is the only park that has two entrances, both the main gate and the International Gateway, which was in the World Showcase area. So those are great hotels to stay at if you are a fan of epcot mm-hmm. or hollywood studios absolutely um and you can also take the boats there that you don't have to um walk um so we love that area it's really nice and quiet it, it's a nice contrast to disney springs so if you're staying on property you can take like the friendship boat over to the international gateway or just you know take a take a bus over or an Uber or Lyft, and you can just spend an evening, a nice yeah. evening there. 
lots um, of also jelly rolls which is a piano bar and atlantic dance hall which is a just like dance club uh which are nice inner evening entertainment options um if you like golf there's several golf courses throughout the walt disney world resort um <laughs> i am not a golf fan but also if you're a runner marathons happen throughout the year and oh, are a great time yes for you to come make your first disney visit if you're not a runner you will want to find out when marathons are and so you avoid, avoid those times because they get very busy uh-huh. um there's i mean there's there's always like there's special events going on at disney all year long so um you want to keep up on that um if you are wanting to learn more about disney in general keep listening to this podcast mm -hmm. um also a website that i go to a lot is Discords. um that's a message board that has different forums for all different parts of disney so you can go there and ask questions about like the restaurants or the hotels um obviously you can follow disney parks on twitter and social media um the dcl blog is a website we use for the cruise line specifically but it's also um there's also parks news um that you can find there um wdw news today is another site that we follow for disney world specific news um also there's there's a bunch of like specific sites for disney world news that you can um i think inside the magic is one mm -hmm. um that there's a, there's a and there's a lot of disney vloggers out there um that have a lot of that have big followings so check out any of those out or or follow us join our patreon yes at the one dollar level <laughs> <laughs> yes and you can ask us all the questions you want in our slack you can um can you think of anything else disney for noobs that we I haven't i think about? that is a good place to call to call the discussion all right when next time we'll have to have a few months from now we'll have disney 201 yes, <laughs> yes. mid uh don't forget to check back in for your midterms yes all right <laughs> Let's go ahead and wrap the show up there. Uh, this episode of The Mouse Story has been brought to you in part by you, again, our Patreon subscribers. Patreon.com slash Tashi Station. One dollar level gets you in to our Slack team where we'll do vacation planning for you. Yes. The, 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 the services we provide for a mere dollar. It is, yes. All right. Uh, follow us on Twitter with uh, Mouse Droid Show. That's the show account. Uh, Nancy is Nancy Pants. Nancy with an I. I'm Lane Winry, L-A-N-E-W-I-N-R-E-E. -E -E. uh, the Tashi Station Network is at Tashi Station. Uh, we, and again, we are part of the Tashi Station Podcast Network. Uh, we're available on iTunes, Google, uh, Stitcher, and now Spotify. Yes. Um, give us a subscribe there if you like the show. Uh, please do leave us a rating. Um, Thanks for listening to another episode. Next time, we promise we'll talk about uh, the weird Disney specials and entertainment things we grew up with. Yes. This time we'll remember. We will. <laughs> All right. Bye. See you, everyone. Bye.
Mouse Droid is a Tashi Station Network production. For more information and to hear more of our great shows, visit Tashi-Station.net.